I was trying to avoid getting wet, but... Next time, we're going to try and take the narrower part of the river. Uh, just call me Captain Hindsight. But what if the good stuff is in the house? We'd look for like five minutes. Five minutes? Five minutes. Only five minutes. Five minutes. I've got to watch right here. I'll time it. The light from above seems to dim. Uh-huh. As if a cloud were passing overhead and a synchronous flapping of wings covers the valley. I think this one is going to be called Poor Time Management Skills because this wouldn't have happened if we left. Cece, can, can you cast magic too? What? No. What was that? I don't know. We could be dealing with a seeker hunter of sorts. One of these creatures, a colorful bird, which you immediately recognize to be a dodo. I do not like where this is going. Fire-breathing dodos. Why, hello there, foundlings, and welcome back to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. This is Season 1, Episode 31, and I am your host and Game Master for today. My name is Emily, also known as Snow, and I played Snow in the other podcast, Sword Online Odd, so uh, you should go and check that out after you listen to this one, because clearly this is where your time should be spent. Anyway, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Quentin, the GM of the podcast, which is on hiatus, which is the only reason that you're listening to this podcast, let's be honest. But here I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York. And if you're confused with what's going on, someone spray-painted a chicken and gave it a ghost pepper so it breathes fire. Hi, my name is Jaden, and I play Finnevere Avir, a bard who's aspiring to do well in this world. Trying to make his uh, name in the Seekers. Let's see if he can find more information about you know, the world in general. Knowledge is power. Hi, I'm Andrew, and I play Alan Taylor, the man who is more than ready to stab some chickens and eat some fire-breathing meat. <laughs> I'm going to roast this thing. Hi, my name's Zach. I play Alfred Kenneth Master, an aspiring alchemical engineer at this point. Uh, air birds. One of them's breathing fire. There's concern. Only mild concern. But, as everyone keeps saying, the brief moment of peace that the party found in the valley was violently interrupted by a vicious eclipsing of moths. While their victory was swift, the dangers within the cavern became more apparent, and the group grows increasingly wary of their environment. Moving onward, encroaching on their destination, a horrifying sight greets them as they stumble upon the bodies of other initiates. The clock continues to tick down, and they barrel forward and find themselves in an overgrown garden and what may be one of the relics they require. But a mishap has now led them to face off against a fearsome opponent. A wild dodo stands before them. Yeah, so could everyone give me their initiatives really quick so that way we can get right into the combat aspect? 21. A spicy 5 for Finn. (laughs) 4 for Charles Smoot. You always got a one down me. I do. I rolled a five, too. Four for Charles Smoot? Mm-hmm. That's funny. The game rolled you a one in here anyway. Nice. Uh, what was Finnevere's? Uh A total of five. Five yeah, for yeah, Finn. Five for Finn. 
Five for Finn. Okay. So, so the only one who rolled well was Alan, and That's I good. got a twelve. Don't don't laugh at a twelve. That that could be good. You see, I would have to roll a thirteen to get that, which is statistically improbable. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Rolling. 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 Oh my gosh. How many did I accidentally copy and paste? That, that's a good question. How many of them are there? <laughs> um, well, I'm probably going to skip some of these. Do I, do I need to be concerned? Okay. So, um, yes, Alan Taylor, at the top of the round, you are, sir. However, as you see before you, there is a colorful dodo that is at the top of this, I would say, mm, I mean, I'm a five foot tall pedestal that's almost like a fountain that's flowing. It's sitting in the water and it's breathing fire up in the air and it's like squawking very loudly if dodos squawk. I don't know what dodos sound like, but dodos apparently sound, the sound they're supposed to make is something like dodo, believe it or not. Fun fact. Probably how they got their name. That is how they got their name. (laughs) Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. All right, Zach, every time a dodo attacks, I... (laughs) I've read about these. I think they call them pocket monsters. Okay. Alan Taylor, it is top of the round, and you are at the beginning of the round. You are currently directly in front of this uh, pedestal, this waterfall, this water fountain, this water fountain, and you are approximately... I have a measuring stick of some kind over here. 25 feet away. Which of the dodos was it that consumed the proposed relic? The one that's breathing fire. Mm. The, the, the shiny looking one. In the middle. I'm gonna shoot it. You're gonna shoot it? I'm gonna shoot it with the bow. Okay. Uh, go ahead. So you have your bow, you get your bow ready, and you aim, and you... Uh, that is a 18 to hit. It hits. What is your damage? Seven. So your arrow is loosed and it flies and hits directly into the bird's side. You hear as it's dodos very loudly. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Oh, no. no. <laughs> there you go. There's your sound clip. And as, as If you keep doing that, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> I, every time I motion, it I, has to happen. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to applaud him one of these times. Yeah, no. Hi, every, my name is Zach. I play dodo. So every time the dodo makes like this little dodo sound, it... <laughs> Fire shoots out of its mouth. Nice. In little spurts. Wow, Ellen Taylor. You're mean. It's gonna kill us. I shot it. Is it gonna kill you? Well, Alan Taylor, as this bird is crying out, you see bef- another dodo appear from the side. Ow, ow. Bird up. Bird up. A lot from what I've heard. Well, we only saw three, and she was annoyed by how many initiatives she had to roll. Another one. <laughs> another one seems to climb up through some of the brush and jumps down and lands on the pavement. We now see five. Well, excuse Where you. you see five, I see four. And another oh. one also appears. And another one. And another Let's one. do the thing. And another one. Girls initiative. They're not close enough. They really aren't close enough. They're running and checking out what the heck is going on inside. And meanwhile, as these dodos come in, they are also mildly confused about what is going on up above. As of this moment or second, have we seen any of the other ones breathe fire? None of the other ones have breathed fire. They have run in and they are very confused. Got it. Kill the alpha. Well, they don't know what's going on. Kill the dad. Dodos are pacifists. Kill the Chad. Listen, dodos 
are gentle and so calm and think nothing is a threat. The Chad has demon eyes. It dies. What if we make it not demon-eyed? Um, well, whose turn is it? I'm oh, going to do it. You have, you ever tried to burp a chicken? Well, we're in the middle of combat, gentlemen, so that is a question you'll have to answer on your own turn, I guess. But we'll find out. Um, Should I come inside and try to shoot one of these things? Because I think if I try right now, I'm going to hit Mr. Smoot. Uh, I would advise against hitting Mr. Smoot. Uh, however, I ha- have no such reservations about this fire-breathing bird. Okay. Well, Mr. Smoot, you're standing in the way. I'm going to just wait until you move. Oh, no. There's more. <laughs> she was annoyed by how many initiatives she rolled. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. There's more dodos. Alfred Kenneth Bastard is your turn. I, I see a sweet spot where Zach could hit four birds. So, Alfred Kenneth Mest, it is your turn. You see that there have gathered a flock of dodos around the area of this fountain over towards the left. Um, and there appears to be a group of three on the opposite side, on the right side of the fountain as well. Can I move, r- dir- like, directly above the pillar to my right? You can move to that square. That, so that, that would be 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Um, feet of movement. You can do yeah. that. So I'll just, I'll move into that square. Uh, I'm gonna throw at the back of the smaller group we're looking at right now. So you're aiming for the space instead of the bird? Yeah. 13 to hit. The damage would be 5. Okay. So you throw the bomb that you, as, as you pull out your ingredients and you quickly mix them together and you have this like hot boiling bulbous thing that you've made and you throw it and it lands and you see it as a um, quick puff of fire just kind of from your little bomb and you see that the fire kind of ignites on some of the birds wings and it quickly sputters out but you can see that you have hurt them very badly and they are screaming in pain Ow! yeah they're running around <laughs> it's, just, it's just turning into Homer alright um uh, Alfred Kenneth Mess that is the end of your turn um got more behind us coming in just just as a quick um what do you call that an fyi (laughs) (laughs) uh an important update to be sure uh thank you cc uh thank you yes of course Uh, and you can see that she is loading up a crossbow bolt the dodo that is sitting on the lower tier of the pedestal uh sees the bomb that goes off to the side and it gets very upset and it squawks and dodos. I'm just going to say that dodos because that's a fun word. It dodos very loudly. It hops down and begins running towards Alfred Kenneth Mest, running directly up to him and that is its full movement. Aha! I'm discovering where they're hidden. Not even the GM knew. Not even the GM knew. You hear rustling in the bushes outside. Until finally... There's more. The dodo atop the highest tier of this water fountain, squawking and dodoing very loudly. Um, One step forward, and all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen... I cast... I cast fireball! Oh, that's not fireball. That is definitely not fireball. That's a 50-foot... Jeez! Everyone so, hit the deck! 
So yes, you see as this bird, this dodo reels its head back and then breathes out a cone of fire. Um, Isn't that going to hit one of the dodos? It's going to hit two of the dodos. It's hitting two of the dodos, yes. <laughs> it is very indiscriminate. Uh, yeah, surprisingly. He's, he's got more dodos there. It's, par- it's partially into a third one square. Um, so everyone can roll a reflex for half damage. 10. 20. Hey, 20. 28. 19. Gentlemen, everybody but Charles Smoot and Cece. The two most important characters, Get let's be honest. Hit by this blast full on. The rest of you are able to maneuver your way to avoid getting hit too much by the flames. Everyone else, you take only one point of fire damage. Oh, does that mean I only take two? And Charles Smoot, you take two fire damage. You know, I'm not even upset. Alternative proposal. We keep this one as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to kill any of them. Finavir, it is your turn. After the dodo has breathed out this cone of fire, you manage to literally just throw yourself against the wall next to Alfred Kenneth Mist. But Finavir, it is your turn. What do you do? Hmm. There are lots of dodos in the room. There are. Uh, however, I will choose to believe that my party can take care of themselves for a round and I will reload my crossbow and fire it at the fire-breathing dodo. Pow! 15 to hit. 15 hits. Please tell me what your damage is. Seven damage. Jeez, guys, calm down these sevens. All right, Finavir, you take your crossbow and you fire it and you see as that bolt lets loose and it flies and you see that it thunks right next to where Alan Taylor had hit earlier and you can see that the bird is very upset and you see that the red in its eyes seem to get like that little tiny glint, like that ching glint, like it's it's locked onto you now. Charles Smoot, it is your turn. I would just run up to the bird, which is currently walking, which ran up towards Alfred Kenneth Mest. I will technically be doing a charge action, pulling okay. out my grace sword and swinging. Okay. 14 to hit. It hits, please roll your damage. Nine damage. Oh, no, 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 no. That's my mast bird. Uh, so, Charles Smoot, you bring down this great sword on top of this small bird's body, and you completely cleave it in half doing so. And you see that as feather and guts fall onto the floor, that the dota behind you, or you hear it, become more enraged. My mast. But wait, there's more. But wait. There's more. The dodo at the bottom of the stairs charges towards Cece and attempts to bite her. <gasps> yeah. This dodo runs up, tries to bite Cece, but it misses as she tends to push it back with her leg. Ugh, disgusting birds. Uh, running up, the other dodo that is nearby runs up and attempts to bite at Kelsey. And this one does manage to nip on her wrist. And you hear as Kelsey lets out a mild wincing yelp of pain until then she realizes, ow, wait, okay, they don't hurt at all, guys, okay? I don't think they, I don't think they could kill anything. That's what I was trying to say. Minus the fire-breathing one. Uh, another dodo runs up, but it is unable to get around its fat cousin, Albert. Yo, someone took the time to name these? That's what I took out of that statement. Someone took the time, yeah. Round two, top of the round, Alan Taylor, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to shoot him. Okay. Uh, please roll to hit. That's another 18. Okay. It hits. Please roll your damage. That's 11. 
You let your arrow fly and you see that it impales itself in the right side of the breast of this dodo. And you can see that it is, seems to be on its last legs and it seems to get angrier with each attack. Die, you dag nasty evil freaking bird. Alan Taylor, as you say that, you uh, end up seeing that a number of the dodos come charging at you. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're being mean to the birds. I will eat every last one of you. Um. So, Alan Taylor, uh, the first bird that runs up to you tries to bite at you, but it is unable to get past your pant leg. Um, it seems to be grabbing onto it and kind of like wringing it around like a dog playing with a chew toy. Get off my jeans. Uh, Charles Smoot, you see as one of the birds runs up and attempts to bite at you. What is your AC? Currently? Yes. Nine. You're not angry? No, I am angry. That's why it's a nine. Oh, okay. Um, so, yes, it does hit, and you can see that this bird uh, tries to launch itself towards your face, and it doesn't hit your face, but it does grab onto your shirt, and you can feel that it pinches your skin a little bit, and you take one non-lethal damage. Nice. You didn't have to bite them. I literally called this soundtrack. You weren't supposed to fight them. <laughs> I figured as much, but people started going in guns blazing. It's really funny, though, because it's just a bunch of dodos. This is why they went extinct. I swear. Um, yeah, that most scientists agree. The reason they went extinct is because they were too stupid to understand that things were threatening them. Okay, so uh, next up, one of the other dodos starts running up towards uh, Charles Smoot as well, but that one can't get much closer because it's being blocked by another bird. Kelsey... Uh, looks around and sees the bird that's on her and she actually tries to bat it away. Um, it is too close for her to try to shoot. More dodos! Okay, uh, Alan Taylor, uh, another dodo runs up and attempts to bite at you. They're more like a nuisance, uh, but it, again, it can't get past your pant leg, so this one grabs the other pant leg and is like trying to like shake it and tear it off. My jeans are too good of armor. Your jeans are actually too good at being armor for these birds. This is, this is why they're like the quintessential farm boy pants. They're tough. Indeed. Uh, you see as another dodo uh, seems to hop up into the building over a um, broken ledge of this gazebo. And some of the dodos seem to be climbing up on top of the uh, water fountain, trying to get closer to the other bird. Alfred Kenneth Mest, it is your turn. You have uh, dodos in front of you, dodos around you, dodos everywhere. There, there's a lot of dodo. Yes. Ow! <laughs> I threw my last bomb last turn. Mm. I have no more bomb. Mm. That's a problem. Uh, that's a little bit of his of a problem. Um, we need to get you throwing. Oh guys. wait, I can throw six, not four. So I have two more bombs. Okay, for the whole day. Yes. For the whole I'm just going to move day. to the side there. So Okay, so you're going to move along the wall about 25 feet over to the side, um, yes. which would be to the right side from where you guys are facing of the water fountain. Huzzah. Huzzah. All right. Um, so that's all you're going to do. You're just going to take a move and, and wait. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Cece withdraws from the bird that is in front of her and backs up towards Alan Taylor. Alan, how's it going? <laughs> it's too close. Uh, one of the birds comes from behind the fountain moving forward, and it seems to be heading, uh, trying to make its way up on top of the fountain. Uh, you hear more rustling outside of the gazebo. Uh, and now we are back to Big Daddy 
dodo on top of the the fountaino. Um, the dodo takes a step forward and hops down off of the water fountain. And as it does, there it, it rears its head back and out from its mouth, a stream of ice comes out. Ice. Very fun. Oh, boy. It's still hitting. This one has a 60-foot radius. Or reach. The last one did, too. It was just covered up. Was it? I thought it yeah. said 50. No, it was, it was 60. 60. So this would be the time for you guys to roll your reflex saves. I do like rolling those, even though they always end terribly. Does a four succeed? <laughs> <laughs> I like how we all just laugh. Just out of curiosity. Out of curiosity, did you remember to apply the plus one for being level three? Oh, does a five succeed? That's a better odd, right? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we tried our best here. Uh, how about a 17? Uh, 17 does manage to work. 26. I would just like to point out that it's hitting just as many dodos as it is hitting people. I'm aware, Quentin. It's very nice for us. This poor bird, it doesn't know what's going on either, and we're just murdering all of its family. Okay, so um, for those of you, uh, Zach is fine. He's not getting hit at all. He has... Alfred saw this coming clearly as he stepped over to the side. I didn't, I didn't see the ice coming. I saw a repeat of last turn. I was like, I'm over here. I thought Kelsey was psychic, but now I'm having thoughts about mast. <laughs> listen, listen, if a giant, if a small chicken is going to breathe fire at us, I'm going to move away from the small chicken. Okay, so everybody except for Charles Smoot manages again to... See the bird as it rears back its head and breathes out this cone of ice, this cold damage that you all do take. Charles Smoot, you take the, the full three cold damage. Everybody else, Ooh. you take one cold damage. Finnevier, it is your turn. You have been blasted by cold. How does it make you feel? Uh, Both parts uh, fearful and impressed. I feel refreshed. It, it was getting too hot in here. Uh, it inspires me. <laughs> <laughs> Does it inspire confidence or competence? Uh, not, neither. I don't have the act turn oh, economy for that. That's unfortunate. Uh, I only have like two or three rounds of that left in this day. So I'm going to reload my crossbow and okay. I can't move. So I'm just going to shoot it again. That is within the range increment of a crossbow without a problem. I'm starting to realize I should have brought more bolts. Probably. Uh, maybe you could regather them. 50% chance. We will see. Uh, that's an 11 to hit. So, Finnevere, you fire off another bolt of your crossbow. Doing so, you are shivering, though. And because of this, your bolt flies just slightly off course and dinks across the stone floor, actually chipping some of it. And it hits just right next to that bird's feet. There's more where that came from. I love the irony of this. <laughs> that was beautiful. I love the irony of that statement because you're running out of bolts. <laughs> I mean, there is still more. Charles Smoot, it is your turn. Oh, is it? Oh, boy. Uh, Smoot will walk over to the fire and ice bird. Okay, you provoke an attack of opportunity from the yep. bird that is next to you. That dodo attempts to bite you. Amazing. Uh, I have a 9 AC, so it's more than likely going to hit. <laughs> but the question is, is, is it going to hurt? Can it do enough non-lethal damage? But wait, it crit. Oh! Oh, oh. oh no! Did, wait, did it, did it confirm the crit? Yes, it uh, it got yeah. Oh, it did. impressive! Actually, well, double. I mean, my AC is really low, so it's not yeah, that it impressive. Double crit. Ooh, 
but it didn't do So quadruples um, damage. No, actually, so this bird, it launches itself up at you, and it does, like, this kind of, like, cartoony, like, scratch of your face with its claws. Um, you take one non-lethal damage. Fine. I walk past this bird, getting clawed in the face in the process, and then I am going to bonk Big Burb over the head with the flat of my greatsword. Okay, please roll to hit. 18 to hit. It hits. And do I just roll damage normally then? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say that for now. I think it's I think it's half your normal damage. I think you have it. If we're talking about non-lethal damage, yeah. lethal weapons. Uh, I found the ruling is uh, uh, you can find it under the bludgeoner combat feat. Normal. You take a minus four penalty on attack rolls when using a lethal weapon to deal non-lethal damage. He's still hit. Okay, so okay. then it's full damage. So full damage. Smack. Uh, so I bonked him over the head for a total of 14 damage. Okay, Zach, I need you to give me your best I just got knocked out as a bird impression. The music was perfect. Uh, yes, so the bird uh, is now unconscious. Bonk. And you see that all the birds around you are, are still somewhat upset and and swarming around. I end my barbarian rage at the end of my turn as a free action. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how they feel about that. Okay, so there's a lot of boibs. There's a lot of boibs. There's a lot of boibs who are now very confused as their captain, I guess we'll call it. The captain kind of collapses in a heap, and I'm going to say that's the end of combat because I don't feel like rolling all those bird initiatives because they only do non-lethal damage. <laughs> well, the, the combat's over. Um, you aren't being attacked anymore. There, There's just a nice icy patch on the ground in front of you, making the area a little bit slippery. I pick up the unconscious bird. Okay, yeah, you, you are now throttling the unconscious bird, I guess, in your whoa, hand. Whoa, whoa, I said... I know, you picked it up. I picked it up carefully. Oh, you pick it up With carefully. Love and tender care. Oh, okay. Eden never, Eden never said ha- in what form the relic had to be brought back. Just that one had to be presented. Don't choke the chicken. I'm not choking the chicken. I'm carrying it lovingly and tenderly in my arms. Hopefully, we get to keep it. Well, that was um, eventful. I understand why they're extinct. They're pitiful, but mildly cute. Oh. I don't think they're extinct. There's kind of a presupposition of non-existing. Uh, Alan Taylor, the two birds that were attacking your pant legs are kind of holding on and they're like, they're now like pecking and playing with your pant legs. Very confused about what this is. They like the texture. I smack them off my pant legs with the bow. Zach, give no, me no, a not, not with the bow. sound. Get off, get off me. I think they like you. I will eat them. You've offended them. I'll take the one that uh, Smook killed and we can save it for... Oh, here, here you go, Wait, Cece, take... you have a new pet. I don't want it. What do you mean? It's... I like goats, I like sheep, I don't like birds. Are you scared of birds? I'm not scared of them. That's they quite, just... That'd be quite absurd. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, I'm not scared of birds. I just don't like them. They're gross. Half the time when you bring the ducks in the house, they just poop all over the floor. Well, don't bring it in the house. But then they're not pets. They bring Grace and Spice into the house all the time. When Amali wasn't there. Yeah, they would sleep right where he used to, where he would like sleep. I always thought he smelled like goat. <laughs> really? I thought he smelled like. Actually, I have no idea what he smells like. I don't really go around smelling. Do you go around smelling Amali? I'm just saying he's got a strong musk. Musk. Yes, that's that's <laughs> the word, I guess. Anyways, um, <laughs> Alfred Kenneth Musk. <laughs> 
All right. Someone's holding on to this bread. I'm going to look around here just to make sure to see if this was the only thing left behind. Maybe this isn't even the relic we're supposed to get. Uh, I can take it if you want. There, there you go, Kelsey. Have fun with the chicken. Are we even sure it's a relic? We aren't. It could have just been a dire dodo. A, a what? A dire dodo. I think you're just making up words, Taylor. It's like a dire wolf. I think you've been reading too much Twilight. That's not Twilight. Um, who here is good at tying knots? Finn, this is the third time you've asked this question today. Do I need <laughs> it's to? It's been ra- a busy day. Do I need to raise my hand again? Not. All right. Not Mr. Smoot. He couldn't hold on onto his wife very long. He tied the knot. You don't get it, do you? It's like a burn on your relationship. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. Smooth um, walks away. <clears throat> he just wa- he's, Smooth just walks into the middle of the room and starts looking around the fountain. He doesn't uh, 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 not, not so fast. I, we still need you. Yeah, correct me Mr. if I'm wrong. Smooth, I appreciate your your efforts and uh, skills. I, I need your hands. For what? Uh, I cut off a small piece of my rope and I say, I need you to tie the feet of that creature together for if it runs away... Half of our alleged now, hold uh, on. wind condition. Hold on. I have a question. Why would you do that? Oh, tight speed, so it can't get away. It's unconscious, and dead creatures don't walk away. I don't think it's dead. Can I can I roll a heel check to see if it's dead? Sure, you can roll a heel check. 25 for my heel check. You can tell that the bird is unconscious, though it is very weak right now. It appears to be... It has three arrows, and it's... No, two arrows in its breast. Can I roll first aid to, like, take them out but not kill it? Or would that even be something worth doing? Or would that be a bad idea? If you fail, I'm pretty sure you deal damage. I wouldn't fail. I don't remember if it counts as non-lethal, though. So, Charles Smoot, with the heal that you just rolled that was high enough for your character to understand that it might not be a good idea to remove the arrows, you could probably break them on their shaft to make it easier to carry the bird around. Um, and also by securing them, you could probably, like, if you secured it with by wrapping, um, you might be able to stabilize the bird if that is what you so desired. But yeah. removing the arrows would probably kill it. Yeah, I would like to roll to stabilize the bird. Okay. Do not save that bird. It Why? likely has a perforated lung in at least two places, considering those arrows are embedded in its breast. I mean, what if we, um... Just kill the bird. It's a bird. It's a creature. We have been eating birds for thousands of years. There is no reason to carry around a live bird that could potentially cause problems when we could just get it out of its misery. You know, Taylor, this bird probably has a family. It could have a wife and kids. It certainly may. It probably does. Well, would you like it if I just ran up on the street, mugged you, left you for dead, and then probably after knocking you unconscious, just killed you? No. Birds are not sentient. Actually, Are um, you seriously equating a dodo that just tried to kill us I'm just, to human life? I'm just saying, would, would you like it if I like ran up on you and killed your dog? What if someone cares for this bird? Is this bird someone other than us's property? It could be. Do you know? Do you know? I don't. Then to your knowledge, it's not. I'm erring on the side of caution. Well, you did just kill the one over there. Oh, well, that no one fairness. wasn't fancy and didn't look like it was shiny and stuff. Well, this one's not shiny. It's colorful. Just like the rest of them. This one well, just, um... What if this is Eden's pet? What, do you want to you kill her pet? You want to deal with Creepy Snake Lady? Who's ironically named? What? Okay. Why do you want to keep it alive? What if it's our pet? Why do you want to keep it alive? Mr. Smoot, you want a pet? Well, I mean, we've got Cerulean. He needs a buddy. 
I don't think that that is what... Dodo is only two letters away from spelling dog. Listen, we can't waste all this time with arguing. Whether we believe one way or the other, I'm a we should decide this now. I take out a gold coin. Uh, we'll take our bets on this. I think Mr. Smooth's already working on stabilizing the bird. Don't you break my arrows. He Don't broke you your arrows. Don't you dare break my arrows. I rolled a 27. He broke your arrows. I killed the bird. You can't kill the bird. He's in the process of healing it. I'm going to stab it. You cannot right now. I have to get to him. And then if you would like to intervene, then we can. So Charles Smoot, you you walk over. You take the bird from Kelsey um, while Finnevere is trying to get everyone to flip a coin. Yep. Um, it is at that moment, though, that Alan Taylor sees you breaking the shafts of the arrows. That is your scene to resolve now. <sighs> I didn't have many of those. I'll buy you more. It's fine. I'm going to glare at you the rest of this trip. That, that's fine. You can start daggers into me, just not the bird. It might kill it. The moment it becomes even more convenient to kill that bird, it dies. Perfectly fine. Fascinating. Um... Let's channel all that motivation into what we need to complete our mission. We have one more relic to go. Well, uh, Charles Smoot, as you are moving the bird around, you can actually feel occasionally, um, as you walk away from the fountain and move further away, you can actually feel that the body of the bird gets a little bit colder. The further I got from the fountain, the colder it gets? Yes. I walk closer to the fountain. As you move towards the fountain, further towards the north, you um, feel the body of the bird get warmer. I, I go and I'll perception check around the fountain to see if I see anything. Sure. You're carrying the bird around the fountain? Ring around, ring around the fountain. hot and cold, literally. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. Uh, so it seems like the fountain's trying to roast the chicken. What? It's trying to what? Roast the chicken. Uh, yeah. 15 on my perception check. Okay. Um. So you walk around the fountain. You see that it is a... Um, very old stone fountain that is putting out some very clear water, it appears. You, you're really not sure how it's still functioning um, with how old everything looks with all the moss that's grown around. Uh, but you don't see anything out of the ordinary as you're looking around. Uh, but as you start to circle around, moving a little bit further away from the fountain, going like around back towards the so southern part, it kind of just stays warm? I don't know. Magic chicken gets hot and cold when it gets near or far from the fountain, so if anyone wants to figure out what voodoo magic that is, that'd be cool. Is it possible that the, the relic in the bird is getting hotter, hotter and colder? Can I roll a heal check to determine whether or not it is the bird itself as an entity that is heating up, or if it is a specific point caused by the artifact? Um... Point. That is a very interesting question to say. I would say that your character knows, based on his current knowledge of how living things work, they do not typically get warmer or colder when you move certain directions, unless something is dying or coming back to life. Are you able to roll Knowledge Arcana? Are you trained in it? Does anyone know these voodoo objects and what they could do? Well, their, their range and scope of utility is nearly unlimited as to my understanding. Oh, so you know a little bit about it. Tell me what this one's done. You want me to examine an, an artifact I can't see or touch? Yep, that's the point. I think we need to get it out of the bird if we want to look at it. Well, good thing for us to poop a lot, point in case the floor. Um, as long as it's still alive, it should have a bowel movement eventually. Yeah, but when will that be? We, we are on a time crunch. Alternatively, we can gut it. 
Well, that would kill it. I mean... Yeah, and? We've been moving relatively quickly, I think. We've still got ten hours. We started with how many? Start with fourteen. It's been four hours and a half. Four, four and a half hours. Okay, fine. You got me on that. It's nine and a half hours. All right. Wait. And we need another one. And we also need a return. Okay. Well, the chicken can have a bowel movement in someone's bag, like Venevere's bag. That's been a common place to carry things. Excuse me. Are you, we want we hey, 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 not hey. have that conversation now. Precious cargo. Chicken. Here. I don't think he wants your crap in his bag. Uh, apt where to decide. I want to double check the fountain to make sure it's not any kind of hoodoo. Wasn't somebody trying to look around the area at one point before we got distracted? Mask for you. Okay. I was trying. I I was trying to get closer to the dodos before the dodo ate the thing because someone shot at it. Okay. Um. So that would have been last session. Uh. Yeah. So this is post combat. Uh. So the characters that are trying to look around the area, please raise your hand now so that I may know. I I, I would have. I'm too focused on arguing the point that we should just gut the dodo to Char- get the artifact. Yeah, I'm going to say, Charles Smoot, you are too focused on the bird right now. Um, and if you take your eyes off of it too long, uh, Alan Taylor might do something drastic. Uh, so for Finnevere and Mest, you can go ahead and roll some perception checks. 21 for Finn. 25 for Mest. Okay. Uh, so as you guys are walking around, uh, you notice that there is light glinting in some of the vines that are hanging down from the top of the gazebo. Uh, looks like some sort of metallic light. Uh, and you also notice, like, just poking your head out through some of the cracks in the gazebo, looking out about the garden itself, you notice that there seem to be metallic glints all around and other shiny glints as well. Can I move to try to find one of these metallic glintings? things. Sure, they're all over the place. Your character's able to see them with that perception he's already made. Can Uh, I I try to, like, pick it up, or can I try to uncover exactly what it is? Sure, your character walks over to one of them, and as he starts digging through, you actually see as the dodo pokes its head through some of the vines, looking at you directly. It turns its head up and starts dinking its beak against a little tiny metal, like a gravy boat. I don't know why I was so excited to say that. Like a gravy boat. It's a gravy boat. Can, can I pick up the gravy boat? What if it has a genie in it? It's a gravy boat. He, you can pick it up. Sure. It, it seems to be entangled deep in the vines, though. So you have to fight your way through a little bit. And also the bird keeps pecking at it um, while you're trying to take it. Uh, Finnevere, what were you trying to do? Uh, I also wanted to examine. Uh, I'll just pick a glint and try to figure out what it is I'm looking at. Sure. Um. You walk over and you uh, start digging through. You see similar things of like these pieces of silverware and other shiny objects that might have been in a home at one point. Um, You can see that the area is littered with it. And you actually notice that there is a dodo who is currently running around with a uh, little piece of a spoon in its beak. And it runs over to a nest, starts digging through, then places it down. Like... Like for itself or like a dog? It, it, it digs into the um, nest and it seems to place it into the nest. Oh, okay. And not, not specifically comes... Okay, got it. it, it uh, I'm thinking it's... Oh, shiny thing yeah. I want. It looks like they collect uh, anything that looks shiny. Uh, metal. Which is probably how they ended up with the artifact. Um, I wonder if they could could have found a power core. Oh. If we should be so lucky, they may have picked up something else useful. 
check around all the nests. It's not going to be pretty or fun, but that's not what we were promised in this job. Anyone who wasn't scowling can uh, lend a hand. I will I will help search. Okay. Um, Alan Taylor, your attention is drawn away from irritation with the bird and smoot, and you begin looking around for whatever might be there. What is his perception? Four. Ah, yes. Um, there be spoons everywhere. <laughs> spoons. It, it looks like a lot of useless junk to you, honestly. Just there's there's old silverware. I mean, heck, one bird seems to be just like biting on the tip of a spoon and playing with it and just running its tongue all over it. I I, I, I want to pick up everything I find. Okay, you start just picking. Start up making a pile yep, of you, everything. Okay. Um, you are now Esther for this campaign. He's got the spoons. All the spoons. I don't know. I, a bag of spoons sounds like a pretty lethal weapon. You you start to hear. <laughs> you guys, what was your perception checks uh, for those of you who are looking oh. around? 28. 21. Okay. Um, so, Mest and Finnevere, as you guys are looking around, you actually start digging through some of the nests of the birds. A few of them look very offended as you're doing so, but you start putting things back so it's not so disorganized. But you do manage to come across um, a few more of these gravy boat looking things and some very pretty stones. And do me a favor, Finnevere, could you roll an appraise check for me? Can do. 21. Okay. Um, you have found what appears to be azurite, which you know is a pretty decent stone that's valued around eight silver, a fire opal, which is a bit more rare and more valuable, usually worn by ladies of higher class and standards, would be about 713 silver in value. And then hematite, I think I said that right. If I said it wrong, whatever. Um, That one is also a relatively cheaper stone, about nine silver, but that you guys find like these more valuable stones while digging through. But you also do take note of a loud clinking sound as you hear something like drop suddenly behind you guys and you turn and you see that alan taylor has dropped a collection of silverware and other um shiny trinkets oh thank god it's just him i swear i ever since we've gotten into this area i've been waiting for some giant thing to show up and i'm just just taylor shows up this is everything I found, with a big old grin on his face. Wow, you are a lot more efficient than us. Huh? Uh, I don't, I don't know if efficient is the right word there, Finn. Well, you look, see, see how much you collected. As I eye up my fire opal, I will put the gems in the same pouch that I carry, little pouch that I keep Isabel in. Okay, she's smiling as you drop the stones in. She's smiling. You don't know if she's smiling because you're dropping the stones in, or if it's just because you haven't lost her. I have to keep good care of my Isabel. Keep go. her close to my chest. Can yes. I roll a knowledge nature to know how frequently a chicken poops? Uh, sure. <laughs> Thank you. We're gonna gut it. Fifteen. Um, I'm just gonna let you know, the bird is currently unconscious. You're not sure for how long, but uh, you know that on average, larger birds tend to poop every 15 to 30 minutes. And, fun fact, uh, they, they don't have very strong sphincters, so they poop literally whenever they have to. So it doesn't have to be conscious. They consciously squeeze one out. How long is it going to take for that thing to pass through its digestive tract, though? Um, should we try finding a way to wake this bird up if we wanted to poop? Why, why would that have any effect on it? Well, 
I'm just saying you seem to really want this thing to come out, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, coffee grounds are known to be a, a bit of a laxative. Don't, don't waste your coffee. Boobs. No, we just use the used coffee grounds. <laughs> don't, don't, no, don't waste it. Bur- birds poop every 20 minutes to half an hour. You said boobs. <laughs> I did say boobs. <laughs> You're nice. actually a 14-year-old boy in a 27-year-old nice. woman's body. Carrying a bird. So uh, the city is before you. It is just beyond this gazebo and beyond some of the other plants in the garden and trees. I mean, I'm satisfied with what we have here. I think it's time to move on. Did any of you find anything that looks like a power core? Nope, I found some very nice rocks. Um, our mess and I found some very nice rocks. We might well, be able to get a pretty penny of them at uh, back in town. Well, that's not a power core. So thank you anyways. Uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled. We'll need, we'll need to keep moving. For sure. Well, I guess we may be shortly at our objective, or the city lies ahead of us. Ah, all right. Okay, I'll carry the bird for a while, but I will drop it if danger comes, okay? Is everyone aware of this? All right, tied up, tied's feet up. Why why can't I carry the bird? Okay, you want to carry the bird? You handed it to me. Oh, you can carry the bird. Originally. Originally, then I took it back to the inspector. Go ahead, give him the bird. Yeah, I'll take the bird. Okay. She... Awkwardly was like grabbing the bird from you and then removes her hands. Yeah, thank you. It's my bird. All right. And I, okay. I, I pet the I pet the dodo. Ah, that's less stress on me. Okay. Onward. Adventurers. Alright, Cece, you can lead the party. Really? <laughs> do you want to get lost? I can absolutely do this. It's right there. She's pointing right. directly at the tower at the, the towers. I will roll aid another, but I will let her think she's doing it. Okay. The trail that we blaze. I don't know why I went Mickey D's there, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm loving it. <laughs> Please roll your perception checks. 18, 15, 22 for Charles Smoot. I got a 26. Okay. As you reach the edge of the garden, the stark contrast of the environment before you to the lush foliage that you ventured through is striking. Tall skyscrapers lean against each other, some barely standing on their skeletal frames. Others, collapsed in heaps of rubble, find themselves buried in vines, creating scaffolding and footholds that span to those that remain standing in upright glory. The pavement of the streets is cracked, making room for thick roots and wildflowers. Moss covers almost every aspect of the buildings, but the streets of this long-forgotten city are mostly desolate. A looming emptiness stretches ahead of you while the lonely buildings creep overhead. So the area that you enter in through is what appears to be a plaza of sorts, or what remains of a plaza. It seems that there is a a circular area at the center and that there are three main large buildings in front of you. There is one directly north of you, one to the northeast I was pointing the wrong direction northeast and one to the northwest and Charles Smoot you have noticed that the bird has continued to stay warm maybe even growing slightly warmer as you've trekked through the garden very interesting you guys as you are walking through though you do notice that there are many tracks here of other individuals it looks like other people are they fresh? Some of them look relatively fresh, a little, and some are maybe an hour old or so, um, from what you can tell. Which directions did they go in? A large majority of them seem to have walked directly north. 
while some split off to the left and others to the right. Well, somehow someone beat us here. Uh, that doesn't normally bode well. Oh, uh, can I say for the record that my crossbow's reloaded? Sure. You have reloaded your crossbow. I guess also for posterity's sake, uh, the bow would be reslung around uh, Taylor's shoulder. Um, Finevere, I'm going to say that because you were looking around so like thoroughly at the other location, you did manage to retrieve the one bolt that dinked on the ground. Okay, That one you. did survive. I just rolled for that. Much appreciated. So, while there are three buildings and there are more than three of us, which means we can split up and look for clues, but it could also be fruitless uh, if this entire area is already looted. It could be dangerous just in case other people are there and they get upset if we try and take what they're looking for, too. Yeah, it's best not to get ambushed. Well, I mean, this is a competition, so... Yeah. Uh, I would advise not splitting the party. Kelsey, any divine wisdom of direction that you'd like to shed upon us? I... what? I don't know. Any, any oh, hunches you, just... you think we should go? I mean, you're the... You're the, you're the smart one. Oh, I should walk further upstream. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should use this chicken. I don't know. Seem to have a bunch of two cents. I'm a bank. You can make a deposit of knowledge into my brain. Oh my goodness. So you just want me to point in direction and we just go that way? Yep. She leers at you. I don't know what you expect me to do here. She's not a psychic. All right, Cece, which direction do you think we should go in? Of course I know what direction we should be going in. We should be going straight ahead. See, Taylor, you said she was a psychic earlier, so we go straight ahead. I, I said no such thing. Yes, you did. When she threw the moth across the field. I'll have you make a perception really quick. Got a memory like an elephant, Taylor. It's almost like I relive every moment in my head for weeks on end. 21 for Finn. 22. 21. Um, Charles Smoot, who is going on about being as, like, his mind being as sharp as an elephant's and holding on to these images, doesn't mm -hmm. hear that nearby towards the left, just a little behind you, you hear the sound of some rubble kind of fall and drop on the pavement behind you. Anyway, so I'm going to just keep walking this way, and she said to go straight, so I mean, like, psychic never wrong. Oh, wait, I'm psychic? I don't know, according to Taylor. That's new. Never heard of that before. Can, can I perception check where the rubble came from? You turn and you feel that you are drawn slightly to the, like, these rubble of buildings behind you where... There are these barely structural frames standing. Um, you don't really see anything. You see some plants. Uh, yeah, that's what you see right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you stare at it for a moment, and you hear some of the brush start to shake a little bit. Come on, Master. You're going to get left behind. All right, are we, are we all stopping? What are you looking at? How far away is it? I would say about mm, 80 feet. Well, I mean, we are on a time crunch, so if we need to keep going, then we should. How about we press on and deal with the spooky rock sounds when they catch up? Spooky rock sounds? Who's hearing spooky rock sounds? Oh, you know, just everybody except for the elephant in the room. Did it hear like it was enough rocks to, like, crush a person? No, it sounded like it was just like a little bit of rubble, like something maybe shifted a little bit more than it should have. All right. I look up. You look up. Good job. Like above where 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 it sounds like the rocks fell. How, how high is the ceiling where we are right now? You're not in anything. You are currently. I mean, you are. You're in a cavern. The cavern is hundreds of thousands of feet in the air. But you're talking about the building that you looking that you're looking at. Oh, I thought we were like. You uh, have not made it inside yet. You guys are oh. still outside. 
There's, I, sky, I, there's they're ruined skyscrapers. We're, we're at right. a crossroads. There were three paths to choose, and we heard a noise from behind us of some rocks falling. Yep, and it looked like it was coming from some other like skeletal structure buildings that are like short, kind of like convenience store height, like small little things. And I had taken a look at at where the rocks came from, and I didn't really see anything. All so right. we're we're standing next next to like some one story buildings. Oh, technically like we're traveling story. north. Yeah, you're traveling north. You've walked past them at this point. You're 80 feet away. Are you still staring at them? Mest has been looking at them for a while. Um, uh, Kelsey's drawn your attention back towards maybe moving on. I'll leave it be. I'll, I'll be next to Cece, who we're, we're probably way ahead at this point. All right. So come on, slow pokes, or else you're going to get left behind. Come on, Mest. Let's go. Yeah, fine. Just I'll, keep I'll, an eye out behind. I'll, I'll turn and continue walking with the party. As you turn out of the corner of your eye, you see what appears to be a small lizard crawl over the side of the wall. And then down, back into the brush. That's enough reason for someone to go... <laughs> and, and then knock some rocks down. Or it could have been what knocked the rocks down. Or it could have been, who knows. So, gentlemen, you make your way towards the northernmost building, and you enter inside of it. You can go ahead and roll your perception checks once again for me. Hey, I didn't roll a one. 17. For Alan Jean Taylor. 21 for Charles Smoot. 20 total for Finn. I also got a 17. That's what it was. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, gentlemen. This is more so applicable to my boys from the past or other world, you know, you foreigners over here. As you enter inside of the building, there was this strange sensation of familiarity with the structures themselves, although they seemed a little bit more futuristic in their appearance their shapes were you know abnormal but it still is that familiar grandeur of being in some place like new york city seeing tall skyscrapers towering overhead these streets that you've passed through have been empty you haven't seen any cars or anything like that just this sensation of familiarity to the buildings and shapes and as you enter inside of these buildings, now this is applicable for everyone. It is dimly lit. Entering inside, you see that there are what appears to be some cracks in the building where light is streaming through, but barely lighting this area. You walk into a very wide open entryway. And you see before you, there are several halls, although one hall to the left has collapsed. And a hall in front of you is appears to be mostly open, although a bit darker than the entryway. And to the right, it seems to curve um, a little bit. And it seems like part of the walls have collapsed, opening up into other rooms. But as you enter in, you can see that above you there is a lettering that is in English that just says GF. You taste the musky and stale air of this building that seems to have been frozen in time. You see these little dust particles as they fall and float in the air, just glinting in the light. Um, and entering in deeper, you could see that from the ceiling, which isn't very tall, I mean, it's probably about 20 feet in the air from where you're standing, there seem to be structures hanging down from the ceilings, what look like 
might have been lights at one point, and there's wires sticking out, although the wires at this point are dead, and nothing seems to be, no, no life seems to be going through them. And walking in further, you just notice that the air is just filled with your footsteps as echoing off the walls. You see dilapidated furniture that is rotted and and moss and other things are covering it. And you see bugs scurry across the floor and shattered glass from some of the windows that have crashed and cracked. But you also notice that in front of some of these windows, there appears to be like metal grating, almost like metal sheets covering them. You also notice walking in the sound of low-toned voices somewhat reverberating through the building as well. It's hard to pinpoint where it's coming from, but it does sound like there are people still here. And you do notice one last thing. As you go in a little bit deeper, you hear the sound of footsteps seeming to run away from where you are. And you hear a door kind of open and shut suddenly. Can we pinpoint the direction of where the door shut was? It seems to have come from behind you and off towards the right. But you didn't seem to catch what it was. But you did hear the sound of the outdoors get loud and then quiet again. All right, gang, it looks like we've got two options ahead of us. Straight ahead, dark hallway, or the windy one to the side. Ooh, windy sounds adventurous. Oh, hang on a sec. Uh, I take out one of my, uh, my tinder twigs. Uh, basically matchstick, and I, I attempt to light it. Sure, you you light a matchstick. All right, thank goodness. Uh, Taylor, you wearing a belt? Yeah, why? Uh, come here for a moment. Are you gonna light him on fire? It would provide, uh, it would provide a good light source for a very long time. I One walk, could say I intend to light him up. I walk forward and I pull out a torch from my bag. I have these. Ah, oh, but this is more directive. And I'll, I'll flick it at, and um, I'll cast light on his belt buckle. You you hear a squeal of terror initially from Kelsey, and then she calms down. Oh, I actually thought you were trying to light him on fire. Oh. A little match ain't gonna light this on fire. I thought you were all against voodoo and stuff. You seem to be really calm. You just flicked a match at me. Well, uh, your, no, no. Your, your belt is glowing. <laughs> what did you hoodoo to my belt? Oh, I just uh, made it light up. Is that so it? you could lead the way. That's it? Well, yeah. Okay. You could, you could ask, what kind of voodoo did you do? That rhymes. It works really well. <laughs> It'll only maintain for about half an hour. Well, can you do it more than once? I mean, we do have torches, uh, so... I can. Um, if I do it too many times, uh, I've, I've been expending my magic quite a bit. Uh, I'll start to get a bit of a headache, so maybe two maximum. Okay. Are you able to extinguish it if we need to? Like, if somebody starts coming up on us? Um. Or is, uh, Mr. Allen going to be a brilliant uh, torch for all to see? I'm sure he could cover it up with a cloth or something. I could untuck my shirt and and just drape my shirt over top of it. Sure. All right, straight ahead, everybody. Taylor with me up by the front. Does anyone else want to light? Um, we could just light some torches, worst case scenario. I that's probably for the best. But having at least one non-fire-based uh, light by, might be in our favor. I do have three torches. Okay. Um, so you guys begin walking through to the path that is slightly windy to the right. Um, actually, 
And while you're going, I need you all to roll a survival check for me. 24. 15 for Charles Smith. 6. 21. Okay. Um, so everyone, you're able to walk through this area with relative ease, although there are some areas that do seem a bit unsafe and a little unsturdy. Uh, but you are all able to maneuver through. This seems to be a very reasonable area to make your way through. And as you move down this hall, you seem to come across another sector. And the area that you were walking down, you saw that they were mostly these broken glass building sections. So like there were like these inner areas inside, these inner rooms where they've been mostly collapsed. You see mostly support structures still standing uh, on this area that you're in. But the next spot that you come up across, there seems to be a very wide open region that does continue on to the north or straight ahead. And to the right, there are two paths that diverge. Can I roll a perception check to determine if the low-toned voices we heard previously are getting louder or quieter? Sure. I also wish to listen for the voices. Actually, everyone roll a perception check for me. Snoop got a seven. Womp womp. Uh, four. Uh, Finn got an eleven. I got a total of seventeen. Um, so as you guys are walking through Alan Taylor, you don't really hear very much. You do hear the sound of bats and other creepy crawlies. You actually do notice very much some very nasty, large centipedes that are crawling over some of the stone structures, finding their own business, but they're gross. They're really keeping your attention away beyond seeing most of the other things that you've already noticed. All of you also see these things, but on top of that, you see that up on the ceiling, there appears to be another group of signs. One seems to be of a person uh, with an arrow pointing, uh, and then he seems to be going through this vertical line of some sort, and the arrow is pointing in that direction. And then you also see that there appears to be something that looks like stairs indicated on the signage that looks like it's straight up ahead. Uh, Charles Smoot, what was your roll? I'm sorry. Bad. Mest rolled the best out of all Okay, of that's what I thought. Mest, you do not make note of any voices on this floor, and you really don't hear anything else abnormal at this point. Okay. But you see that the um, arrow with the person, I, I'm sorry, I should have indicated this, the arrow uh, with the person running through the, what looks like a door, um, is pointing towards the right. Well, that's probably an exit. Uh, maybe we try the stairs? Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, sounds like a plan. Uh, I don't think we're ready to leave this building quite yet, so tally-ho. Is anything strange going on with the bird, Mr. Smoot? Uh, I, I haven't seen it or felt it do anything. I haven't heard any clanking of the ground as if something were to fall out of it, so I'm going to take that as a negatory. Where is it on you? In my arms. Oh, it's in your arms. I don't know why I had you. I thought you had it strung over your back for some reason. No. I thought you were a <laughs> I don't I'm know. cradling it like a newborn child. Oh, yeah, no. Then you would notice that the bird has been getting warmer. Uh, roast chicken get warmer. Is it going to ignite into flames? It's a very good question. Um, I don't think it's that alarmingly warm. It's not boiling yet, if that's your question. Okay. Just make sure its mouth is pointed away from the group. Not pointed towards Taylor, don't worry. Okay. 
So, um, you guys begin heading towards the sign that points to stairs? Uh, that's where Mess would be going at okay. the very least. Upsy daisy. All right. You guys begin walking, following this sign, and actually following after Mest, who is leading the way at this moment. Mest? Huzzah! Huzzah! Mest, you do come across some stairs. Alan Taylor is kind of behind you, um, so you still, it's not lit as well as it could be, but you do see a set of stairs that seem to lead upwards and then turn a little bit right and then continue going up, but you do see that there is a, um, well... A slight problem. There is what appears to be a breakage in the stairs in the second part heading up. How wide? Well, from where you guys are, it's it looks like it's probably about maybe 10 feet. Dang it. I can't just become a bridge. No, not really. Is there any railing or the wall directly beside this hole in the stairs, does it seem as if it's smooth or is there rubble-like induced footholds? It appears that a lot of the stair has broken away, but it, you might be able to use some of the broken areas to uh, maneuver across if you couldn't jump it. Does, does the staircase have railing at all? It does not appear that the railing has survived on the section that broke. You actually see it in a pile on the ground nearby. What's the check to to uh, free climb rope? If you're free climbing rope, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like ten or fifteen. If it's if you're using it to climb down using the walls of brace, it's five. Are we going downstairs? No, we're you're going upstairs. up. We'd, we'd want to go up. For why? That's why I want to get a rope over there and secure it on something. Yeah, that's what. Oh, that's why I was asking. Is there any railing above where we are? We could put a python into the wall. Have one person. Use acrobatics to get across and then put another pipe into the wall and use a rope to make a railing to make it much easier for anyone else. I was going to say we could find some railing that is above us. Have you mage hand rope up to just thread half of it through and then you have both ends down at the bottom with the top up by a railing? That's a what I was thinking. A shoddily drawn set of stairs. Oh, exciting. Up. Eh. Eh. No railing. Nothing there. No, no, there no. Is ra- rock. Railing at, back at the there? top floor. There, there's yes, there's railing at the top. Okay. I said that I specifically did say there's no railing at the spot that it okay. did fall from. Yeah, though. that that's I. Well, that, you said that there wasn't any there, but I was trying to clarify that that meant that there was some higher up. Uh, hey, hey Finnevere, you, you want to do your voodoo magic with the rope thing again and like thread some some rope up towards that railing? He's done uh, voodoo with the rope. I I don't know why I keep forgetting this stuff. Uh, I can give it a shot. All right. So let's uh. Let's make a, a small knot at the end, and then I'll try to loop it around, and that way we can just tug to make it tight. Or, or you, you just, just thread loop. one half up and then bring it back down, and then we have both halves down here. 50-foot rope then becomes 25 feet. We can go up with. Oh, that sounds much better. Plus, we can, if we have it like that, I can just hoist you up. I'm just going to take my shot at jumping that. Best of luck. I can't. I cannot climb that high. I can hoist you. Just hold on to I, the rope. I, I, That's I, I, about I, 20 feet in the air. I, I, I trust her to jump. I don't trust me to jump. These okay. these legs were made for walking, not jumping. But these arms were made for climbing, thankfully. Yeah, I'm gonna... I think I'm gonna jump, too. Um, have fun, No, boys. don't jump! <laughs> no, but by all, by all means, if you feel more comfortable doing that, please do. I do. Okay, sounds good. So the girls run upstairs. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. follow after them. I was more of a shot put person than a... Uh, Pole vault. 
The girls easily jump the gap. I'm you gonna, know, this is not that hard. Uh, I'm going to try to jump after him. Come on, Mr. Mest, you can do it. Just acrobatics? Mm-hmm. 14? You jump that gap without any difficulty. It's like a light step for you. Huzzah. Oh, you jumped it. Ah. I, I, I attempt to jump the gap. So your character, seeing the ease that the girls and Mest had, you look up. Huh. I guess I could do that. And you begin making your way up the stairs. Would you like to jump across? Yes. Yeah, it, you may it, it's not quite as bad as it looks. <laughs> Unless that happens. Six. <laughs> Six. Okay, so um, you may roll a climb to see if you can grab onto the ledge. Nope. I fall. So it's time to do a little bit of fall damage. You can make an acrobatics check to ignore the first 10 feet. 11. I'm pretty sure that doesn't pass. I think it's a 15. So you're going to take the full damage, which I believe it would be 2d6s. Is, is, is no, it ignores the first 10 feet, so it's 1d6 of damage. One. One damage. You land on uh, your butt. Taylor, are, are, are you okay? Uh, I could be better. Wow. Okay, just injured pride. Got it. See, this is why we don't jump. All right, I, you're I ready, think... Smoot? I'm ready, Finnevere. Are you ready, bud? I'm pretty sure he just failed at jumping. All right, so I guess all that's left is Finn and Smoot. So as the last two brain cells of the group, basically, with all the theatrics I can muster, I I, I equip the, uh, the white glove, which is required for material, and start uh, making the rope go up like a snake. Is it possible to just make it go straight? There's the whole wavy sideshow part of it. It's how he works his magic. I mean, if that's part of the ritual, who am I to judge his voodoo? I'm just using it. Killjoy. And I'll, I'll just, like, do it pragmatically, just up and down. As it As the rope comes up, can I try to grab it and pull it up a bit? I mean, you could try and grab it and throw him off his game. Do it. Do it. Sure. I have the rope now. He has the rope. Ma- 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 Mast, we, we, we need that end, bud. Uh, thank you. I loop it around the top of the rail and send it back down. Right, thank you. Okay. You guys have a little bit of uh, extra rope dangling at the bottom, like in addition to both sides. Cool. I use it to climb. Okay. I, uh, wh- while Smoot's doing that, I jump the gap. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to run to try to jump okay. the gap. Okay, so um, uh, please roll your acrobatics to uh, run and jump the gap. Uh, yep, run and jump. You got it. 18. You leap that gap without a problem. And Charles Smoot, we go ahead and roll your climb. Uh, 25. I want to book it up the steps as fast as I can to see if I can meet him at the top. You actually see that Charles Smoot is climbing this rope like a champion. He literally jumped got a little of, like, edge on the rope and starts just climbing up, and he actually kind of lifts his legs up and not isn't using them to pull himself. He's just using his arms with the bird. Where's the bird? In my bag. You do not get to call yourself old anymore. He pulls himself up over the edge. Meanwhile, Alan Taylor's still at the bottom watching um, and seeing a sight not meant to be seen by anyone's eyes. I tie the end of the rope around my foot. You tie the end of the rope around your foot. <laughs> and now I'm going to pull down on the rope and hoist myself up like a stage curtain. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work as well as you might think. Um, 
It's a, I'm 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 flavor texting at this point. Really, it's just. It's a weird thing to be able to do for a guy who works as a farmer. Go for it, Mr. Farmer Man. Uh, what am I rolling? Farmer climb? Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's man. a climb. And I think with... <laughs> it's a 16. Um, so you are able to get up with a little bit of flourish to it. But it, it's definitely something that your character probably shouldn't constantly do. It would tire him out after a while. Uh, anybody climbing would. But anyway, you're able to do so. You make it up to the next floor. Congratulations, you all somehow made it up after some time with a dodo in your backpack. I, I check on him. You check on him. He feels I, warmer. We're getting close. Dad, or he's about to wake up and explode? No, he's fine. Don't worry about him. All right. He's a good boy. Girl, he'll check. You, you're you trying to sex the bird? I'm trying to sex the bird. Okay. You 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 determine the sex of the bird. Is that healing knowledge nature? That's a good question. I, I would probably be a knowledge nature, if anything. Yeah, I would say right. knowledge nature. Do, do you know the... 19. The... It's a boy. Okay, cool. I will name him Henry. And as opposed to Henrietta? Yes, if it was a female, it would be Henrietta. You're not very good at naming things, Mr. Smoot. Says the person with a goat named Spice. Grace and Spice. And everything nice? Is that how they made the Powerpuff Girls? Who are the Powerpuff... Powerpuff... Powerpuff Girls, who are they? A trifecta of strong, emboldened women who constantly beat up a monkey. <gasps> they beat up a monkey? Ruthlessly, most days. And then there say. is that weird, uh, we're not going to talk about him. You be, you read the weirdest book, Smoot. Uh, that's one was on television. One of those moving picture thingies. Television. Moving picture thingies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, besides beating up the monkey, Kelsey, you and I can be the Powerpuff Girls. You need a third one. <laughs> Please don't. We can have Taylor dress up like a woman if you want. Absolutely out of the question. I don't... You know what? I think that's a great idea. Anyway, we should probably keep going, though. We right. probably should. Uh, we're on the second floor. Huzzah. What's, yeah. what, why are we here? What's here? Well, Alan, you Do, better stick with us, because you're the only light we have right now. I step Do, in front with whoever, whomever is leading. All right. Does... Do the stairs keep going up, or is it just this one floor of stairs? It's just one, two floor. Okay. And as you look up, you see a perception check in your future. Uh, before we leave, I'm going to grab the rope that we used to climb up and make sure I take that with us. Okay, good good catch, good catch. I have a 12 for that perception. Do you untie it from Taylor's foot first? Oh, that's a good question. Did he just put it in your inventory? I'm going to assume he didn't actually tie it to his no, foot. That's, that's what I heard. Oh, I, I, I did say I tied it to my foot. I, I heard it's tied to his foot. I, if if we're moving on, I would not be walking around with a knot under my foot. Uh, that would be a little uncomfortable. Because to make that knot sturdy enough to hold that foot, it's a thick knot. Was this a general perception check for the entire party to roll? Yes. Okay. Oh, I, okay. I wasn't sure if it was something that Mess specifically saw. 20 for Taylor. 23 for Finn, uh, 24 for Charleston. All right. As you guys all look up, you see that there is another label up on the ceiling, kind of like hanging down on a bar of some kind, probably a, um, a support beam. Uh, and you see that it says 2F. Amazing. Second floor. Huh. Very normal naming scheme. Very conventional. Very conventional. Are you guys used to signs like this? Yep. Uh, kind of like at a mall. I a was mall? thinking something like Ooh. a hospital, but... I wonder a... if there's a food court here. Oh. I mean, all the food's absolutely rotted. Unless there's honey. Hospitals have food courts, too. 
Did you I have buildings do. like this where you come from? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Except they were a lot nicer. You didn't have broken stairs. The electricity normally worked. Everything was smooth. Unless you went to like Camp Ninja or something like that, where you would like actually try. In in fact, buildings like this were actually quite a bit more common than they are here. Oh, you used to have like hundreds oh, of people walk uh, through here. I've read about buildings like this, but they were all fantasy novels and all usually like more more or less trees, not like you know man-made buildings. Our cities back back where we were from, the cities would be hundreds upon hundreds of buildings just like this, no more than a hundred feet apart. With thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people in them every day. Oh, the whole city was like that. No more than a hundred feet apart. How do you live? I add as I put this is a lot to take in. There's plenty of wilderness space outside the city limits. It's not like that as far as I can see. Taylor, we can can reminisce later. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Finnevere, not wholly uncommon. Okay, so um, as you guys have made it to this floor, uh, you see before you that there are, again, several paths of sorts uh, stretching out before you. You actually see that the area that you've entered in is actually a very wide, semi-circular area, and you actually see broken down what appears to be almost like a food court of stalls surrounding you, and you see, like, signs like Burgers Burgers and... <laughs> Good old-fashioned Hergus Burgers. Um, Eat free. <laughs> <laughs> Eat free. Um, yeah, and you see, like, these very strange and actually... What is the word I'm looking for? Not, not square. Not not regular. No, no, no. It's abnormal. It's, like, it's from... Abstract? Not abstract. Surreal. Very surreal depictions of things that you somewhat recognize. Like, there's a cow holding a sign, but... It's not the same, though. It's something about it is just off. So it's stuff big. we recognize, but it's wrong. It's wrong. Parallel universe. Universe. I don't know why it came up. <laughs> to no, the no, parallel universe. <laughs> parallel universe. <laughs> to the parallel universe. We are in a parallel universe. That's going to be on a t-shirt now. Parallel, parallel universe. universe. Parallel universe. Are you able to uh, read these signs? Uh, aside from the symbols, of course. What do you, what do you mean? Which symbols are you referring to? Uh, I'll, I'll point it like the Hergers Burgers. Oh, those? No, that we, we read those symbols. That's English. That's that that's our written language. That's what we read. That says good old-fashioned Hergers Burgers. And that means this is an American building. Apparently. Or at least a, an English-speaking building. Although, I don't really remember a Hergus Burgers, to be perfectly honest. Something about a McDonald's, maybe. Oh, so this is a a food place. So they have those famous taco places you were telling me about. I wonder if we We could find I'm rolling for finding taco place. (laughs) Is is there a Baco Tell? 19. As you peer around the area, you see the sign Baco Tell. Oh my gosh, there's Baco Tell. Let me introduce you to significantly lackluster, but currently present Baco Tell. I get out my... I get out my writing utensils and I start uh, I start taking notes and making pictures of what I see. Okay. It looks like really run down, dilapidated things. In fact, like the sign, which was yellow once upon a time, uh, is actually like a disgusting greenish color. Mm. Mm. Moss. I Smoot would, all jokes aside, be looking around the room to see if there was... Anything that seemed of value, whether it is like 
artifacts per se or just anything worthwhile. As you start moving, um, going straight ahead, you feel the bird get warmer. I keep walking in that direction. As you continue to walk straight, you pass by um, a corridor to your right, uh, a corridor to your left, and they're like in the same area, almost making like a little bit of a cross. I follow the warmth of the bird. I swear, if we find a relic like deep fryer in a KFC, I'm gonna go nuts. <laughs> um, also, how long has it been since that <laughs> combat, by the way? Uh, I said it was about 35 minutes since that when that combat and you got through it and through the garden. Um, right now, 15 minutes. The bird hasn't pooped it out yet? Has the bird pooped yet? The bird is unconscious. That doesn't matter. Yeah. They, they poop unconscious. Uh, 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 Chicken. It is possible. They will not guaranteed do it. If the bird hasn't eaten anything or it can't pass something... It could very well be possible that that cup is wider than its than its uh sphincter, or digestive tract. Yeah. Yes. As you continue following, uh, you continue walking straight, and as you pass the T, I would say, like those that crossway, uh, you feel the bird get a little bit colder. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Back up. Going back that way. The bird is getting cold once more. I need you all to roll a survival check for me as well. Is this bird a divining rod, Nile? Well, I don't know. It's divining me to make me hungry. 22. 18 for Charles Smith. 16 for Mist. A 13. Okay. Uh, as you guys are walking through, you begin to hear what sounds like creaking almost and like cracking under your feet as you walk. It seems that this floor is not as sturdy as the previous one. And actually, Benavir, as you're walking, you suddenly feel the floor give way beneath you as you punch through it. Please roll a reflex for me. 20. Okay. So you take a d4 of the non-lethal damage, but your leg kind of falls through and you feel yourself kind of get nicked on the side of your leg. Actually, that'd be lethal. Lethal damage. You get nicked on the side of the leg by what feels like a bar. Um, Yeah, and you, you... Start to pull your leg out, and you can see you have a nice big gash on your leg. Oh, Vinavir, are you okay back there? Uh, uh, Watch where we're stepping, people. It's just a scratch, but it's a a pretty pretty bad scratch. Imagine walking on ice, except you won't fall in water. You'll plummet to a different floor and potentially break your legs. All right. Okay, are you all right, Mr. Vinavir? Um, I take a second look and a third look at the scratch. Uh, I, I think I'll be fine. Uh, everyone be on alert. The floor is not, uh, very sturdy here. Smoot, are you sure that there's something where... Is there a, uh, Marco Polo bird, uh, telling you do you need to go this way? Yes, he's whispering to me. Uh, questioning Smoot's I'll, sanity. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. <laughs> are you gonna hide the emotion that your character is expressing on his face? No. Okay, you can all see that Benavir is doubting what... Smoot is saying. And I no, just, no, 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 no. That's almost... not, I was thinking about grabbing my wire and casting a message to whisper to Smoot as if the bird. But oh. I, I'm going to give myself a headache if I cast too much more magic. Oh, man, I wish you would. It'd be so funny. You should. Do it in a little bit. Definitely do it. It'd I be great. Do, okay. um, so, I, I'm, what do, do you want me to roll anything to follow the direction of the bird's warmth? Left or right? Which way do you go? Whichever way makes it feel warmer. No, 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 no. 
Left or right, which way do you go? I start to walk right. Okay. As you start to walk right, you feel the bird get colder. Oh, no, no, that's the wrong direction. The bird has told me so. I begin to go left. And you said I was the psychic one. This is wrong. Apparently yes, the I know. Psychic. For the bird has told me so. What is wrong with this group? I, I just don't know anymore. What's wrong with Smoot exactly? That's the better question. Taco stands for all to find. That one's yours, but this one's mine. Need to make a meme later. I go as the chicken wills. Like the, the Morty scene with the crystal. I do as the chicken guides. So, Smoot, you are leading the group down this hallway, and you can actually see that a lot of this building has collapsed a bit on this side, but as you continue to your you continue your walk through, you feel the bird getting warmer and warmer. And it gets hot, but not too hot until you finally come to an archway. Oh, is there any distinguishing markings on my archway? Not in particular. It just looks like it leads into a bigger room, and you can kind of see some light streaming in through it. And you can actually roll a perception check as well. All of you. 15. 21. 7. Charles Smith. 9. 25. Third crit fail on a perception check tonight. Must be your cataract. My cataract's <laughs> Charles Smoot, mm. you were the first to enter into the room. Indeed. And the rest of you are coming up from behind him, but... I wouldn't know. You reach the threshold of an archway where you see this wide open room. Light is streaming through a broken outer wall, and the sounds and scents of the outdoors pierce through the musky air. To your right, you see part of the wall has collapsed. A large support beam is toppled over into the rubble, blocking your vision to the right side of the room, for the most part. At the very center, you see a broken stone fountain and two large planter pots with flowering plants that have overgrown their holders, and this blocks part of the north room from the view. And to the left you see that some of the floor has collapsed away, and it seems to travel almost all the way towards the north side of the room, but again, partially blocked from sight. And as you walk in a little bit further, Charles Smoot, your attention is more so drawn to just the openness of the room and how tall it is. It's it's kind of peaceful in here, a little relaxing. And the rest of you, as you enter into the room a little bit further, you catch the sound of several people talking quietly in a sort of whispering and stepping just past the beam. You see to the right, there is another archway and another group of people have entered the room as well. Finevere, you see the young woman who had given you the health potion earlier and she is accompanied by Two other men that you saw that appear to be her party members. Uh, like, like, are we, do we notice each other? You are in the same room and you see their eyes quickly flick to the pedestal and back to you before they start running towards it. And that's where we're going to end off on this episode of The Gate Chronicles. 
Thank you, foundlings, so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gage Chronicles. If you've been enjoying this series, this campaign, or either series, honestly, both of them are great and they deserve equal love, please make sure you leave us a rating and a review in whatever podcast listening app that you are using, whether that's Podchaser, iTunes, you know, the places where you can actually leave reviews. Woohoo! Do that, please. Uh, also, you can go to our website, missingrolleplayerfound.com. That's missing, R-O-L-L, playerfound.com, and get some merchandise where we have hats, t-shirts, stickers, and more. Um, you can support us in other ways by going to our Patreon, like at bit.ly forward slash support MRPF, where you can donate to us monthly and get access to early releases of episodes as well as other special content. Woo! So make sure you guys are following us on our social media so you can get updates on uh, releases as well as plans and also giveaways. Our Twitter and Instagram is at RollFound, Facebook Missing Role Player Found, and we're also on TikTok, so go find us there. If you don't know how to find us, I don't know what to tell you, okay, guys? You got you got a search option, okay? All right, foundlings, again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next, next week with The Gate Chronicles. Bye! Bye! Bye.